Hello, friends, old, new, I don't know, ones who are my friends who I just never acknowledge, ones who never acknowledge me, and I'm so sure that we're ride or dies at this point. Welcome back. I am so sorry for the really long pause. I've been on hiatus. I feel like everyone does it. I just don't announce mine. I mysteriously disappear into the wind, and then I come back, and I hope that you still love me. And if not, I get new listeners, which is kind of cool. So if we've never met, never interacted, and you just stumbled across this podcast... Hi, I'm Chanda. I'm an accountant. I am a socialite. I'm a foodie. I'm a dog owner. I'm a Christian. I'm African. I'm so many things. And I am your speaker here today. Welcome to my journey. Actually, this has been an ongoing journey about attachment styles. If you're new to the last few episodes, we've been trying to understand and discuss attachment styles. Attachment styles are how you relationally attach to those around you. Most of our behavior as adults is rooted in how we were treated as children, and that's what this conversation is really about. So whether you're avoidant or secure may have a lot more to do with how you were raised and how you made it out of elementary as opposed to decisions that you made as an adult, which I found super curious. Now, if you just heard those two words, avoidant, secure, and you're really confused go back to my previous episodes honestly that might be the best help for you i will try and do a quick recap on all of them just so that we're all on the same page because it's been a while but really i'm not going to explore too many of them too deeply i'm just going to talk about the main topic of today which is disorganized attachment so welcome to the journey you're seen you're loved and let's get right to it So before we go forward, we always go back. Here's a quick refresher on the attachment types that we have. The four types of attachment styles are, number one, secure. The one we all wish we were, but aren't. This is when you're kind of all matured in all your little issues as a child, all the things that you were done to you, and you've reached a secure place to attach to others and others to attach to you. It's really not that rare, but can be worked towards. But a lot of people just aren't there, honestly, because you don't realize that you need to put in the work. There is avoidant, a.k.a. dismissive or anxious avoidant in children. There's a previous episode of that. I'm not going to dig too deep. There's anxious, which is also known as preoccupied or anxious ambivalent in children. And then there is disorganized, what we're going to talk about today. It's also known as fearful avoidant in children. It's super rare. And I won't lie, this is the one I thought that I was. When I saw all the names listed out in a piece of paper, I was like, I have to be disorganized. Apparently, I'm just disorganized in my life. (laughs) Nothing to do with my attachment styles. Disorganized attachment is characterized by an extreme desire to be in an intimate relationship while simultaneously being intensively afraid. Intensively? That's not a real word. I'm sorry. I am all over the place. Intensely afraid of actually being in a relationship. So you really want to be loved, but you're really scared of being loved. These conflicting emotions and behaviors that go with them distinguish what disorganized attachment style is from the different other attachment types. So everyone kind of struggles with the desire to be loved. I struggle with that desire to be loved. But I think the responsibility of loving someone or accepting I'm worth loving is what's extremely terrifying as opposed to it being a definition of how I love others or how I expect to be loved from others. As I mentioned before, this type of attachment style is really, really rare. And this is because of how it displays itself. In practice, it can be like a ticking time bomb for self-sabotage and ruined relationships. 
and it shows himself in that way and that's what makes it really different from the other ones disorganized or disoriented attachment is also referred to fearful um attachment it stems from intense fear and is often the result of childhood trauma neglect or abuse as rare as i think this type is i think it's the easiest to see in people because it's very obvious cause and effect Adults with this style of insecure attachment tend to feel that they don't deserve love or closeness in a relationship. I think we can all relate to this because anyone with a deep understanding on how, of how wretched they are or how terrible they are as an adult probably is kind of nervous to attach to other people. I'm not saying this to say that we all have a little bit of disorganized within us. I'm trying to say this because we should all learn to empathize, empathize, dear God, my tongue today, with other people. It's really hard to live as an adult. It's it's really hard to just be alive and live life to the fullest because of all the anxieties and nervous things we go through. Fear alone makes us act super crazy. We've all had moments where we've been impulsive, yelled a little loud, or maybe even ran away for no reason at all. Because of out of fear, we get a little ir irrational. Now, disorganized attachment style is a little specific in the sense because these actions aren't re impulsive or reactionary. This lashing out or desperation or even just complete explosiveness is a deliberate attempt to bring order as wild as that may sound people with this style have a roller coaster of emotions when they enter a relationship this is because again the person wants intimacy and wants all the wonderful things that comes with the relationship but has serious trust issues and fear of rejection um, those with this type of attachment style will have a really hard time being consistent with their emotions. Sorry, I just like whacked something. They'll have a hard time being consistent with their emotions as fear stays heavy in the back of their minds. So what's the deal? Why is it so rare? Mainly because it comes from a very, very specific type of trauma. This type of attachment styles believed to result from extreme childhood trauma and trauma can take many forms. It can be from like your attachment figure where the person or the child felt like you were dependent on this person adult for survival but rather than this person becoming like a source of trustworthy dependency this person became a source of fear rather than security people with um people who went through traumas like sexual abuse physical abuse verbal abuse may develop this type of disorganized attachment as would a child who like witnessed an attachment figure commit a violent or abusive act against someone else neglect or abandonment can also be traumatic but they're more like likely to end up in anxious or avoidant attachment styles as opposed to this specific style signs of this attachment style as an a grown-up or signs that you can look out for are trust issues so growing up you didn't feel like your caregivers or this person didn't feel like your, their caregivers were a source of safety and these people probably were unpredictable or potentially abusive in ways that increase the child's developing trust issues furthermore throughout their lives they may have had like other traumatic experiences that negatively impacted their ability to trust so this uh, type of style can be compounding as with the others as a result this disorganized individual tend to be very suspicious of their child's intentions and they actively look for evidence of deceit and other breaches of trust. This might be jealousy or they may scrutinize your friendships or activity on social media. And although this comes from a place of fear and not wanting to be abandoned, it can be damaging to healthy relationships and cause both sides extreme hardship. 
poor emotional regulation this is uh like an obvious sign i think like you can't regulate your emotions there's like an unstable or a lack of stable sense of identity making it difficult to access their emotions and they may struggle with actually knowing what's real and what's not and i know we kind of joke around with the oh you might be delulu like this is actual like borderline delusion because they can't like regulate their emotions because they're not they're not really sure what's real what's not this is deep sense of distrust this inner conflict means that disorganized individuals may often not know what they want or need because this can vary from moment to moment. Their behavior tends to be inconsistent or unpredictable. Consequently, their communication can be chaotic, difficult to follow, and partners really don't know how to help. This doesn't mean flee from the person. I really want to emphasize this because I don't think I emphasize this enough. This means that we need to like learn how to offer our support to these people. They might be pushed away, like they might push you away. And if they need that space, give them that space. But then also when you give people that with disorganized attachment, that space, they may feel abandoned. So it's a very like up and down, actual chaotic waves way of interacting. So if this person, like a disorganized person, if let's say they end up with an avoidant attachment style, their avoidant behavior may trigger anxious behavior within the disorganized individual. So disorganized, you kind of like feed from both of like the other attachment styles, which is kind of chaotic to deal with. So you may demand attention or communication or excessively text a call. But on the other hand, if they have an anxious attachment style partner, their anxious behavior may dis like trigger the disorganized person's avoidance style. So they may shut down in communication or break up just because like this other person like leans in too much. Isn't this, I know this is kind of crazy and this is why this is kind of rare because you steal from the other attachment styles, but it's kind of like you're jumping around yourself. You don't really know where you stand. So you may seek extreme closeness or prompt extreme distance. Mood swings are another obvious like um, like example of this style these can be that's why this disorganized attachment style can be associated with anger so that's like the most obvious one that you see so this stems from being rejected by caregivers so they use anger as a way to cope their anger may be transferred onto other people especially romantic partners and this can be displayed in like hostile outbursts we see this because growing up, this individual probably didn't learn healthy ways to manage their emotions. They also significant, like they also experience significant trauma, which may still be unresolved as an adult. Although this might explain causes of anger and emotional instability, this isn't an excuse to, like, live with abusive behavior. This also isn't an excuse for you to display abusive behavior. I think I said this in my um, astrology podcast, if not in my one where I talked about the Enneagram and talked about how I think it's like tribalistic. <laughs> and I apologize again for the people I offended. This is just the way I feel. Your attachment styles, your diagnoses, your star signs, for God's sake, they're not an excuse for bad behavior. If you display these kinds of behavior, it doesn't mean that you go, oh my gosh, no, I'm just a Sagittarius with an Enneagram 4 and, you know, the ENTJ's type within me is just displaying. No, go get help or do better. Like, just check yourself. These are ways to check ourselves. This isn't ways to ferment our beliefs. No, I'm not validating what you're going through. I am giving words to your behavior and hope for better behavior as opposed to giving you ammunition to continue in your practices. Anyway, I digress. Back to other ways we can see someone who is 
disorganized. There will be inconsistency in their own relationships. They'll have fear of abandonment. There will be fear to be emotionally intimate. They may have extreme low self-esteem, and this is probably because of the chaos that's just going on in their minds and in their behaviors. And they may have resistance to form secure attachment. So like they may not even have the desire to become a better person due to the trust issues. Like and I think that also reflects in a deep distrust of self, just because you don't know better. This disorganized attacher flicks back and forth between anxious and avoidant. That's why we call them disorganized rather than like, you know, they didn't make their bed this morning as I did it this morning. <laughs> it's really difficult for disorganized attachers to connect in relationships. They're really confusing to other people. When disorganized individuals sense rejection and abandonment, it triggers an anxious behavior to cope with their fear. And then when they need significant assurance and attention, this will trigger their anxious side and then will become distressed if their partner can't provide this. They may overstep your boundaries and your personal space in order to get closer to you. This chaotic nature of the disorganized attachment style means that when they're displaying anxious behavior, it can generate that guilt and shame and they may suddenly become hostile or uncommunicative or avoidant. Now, again, like these are extreme. So if you know that you do these things, like sometimes we've done this before, this isn't again um, a diagnosis, please like seek professional help. We're going through professional terms today. So like, again, I'm like an accountant. <laughs> I am not a psychologist or psychiatrist or in any position to diagnose. I'm just bringing the conversation to the table because I think it's curious to talk about. And I also think that it's curious to get in your brain. So like if you're behaving in these ways, maybe, you know, let's get someone to talk to. I'm, start with me but you know end with someone who's medically capable because these are important things an adult who suffered through hostile or frightening childhood experiences had to deal with a like huge deal of cognitive dissonance they had to rely on a person who they were probably extremely frightened of and i think when we flip this to a religious standpoint for them, God is unpredictable and scary. You focus on the parts where, you know, like he loved the Israelites, but he sent snakes in the desert. Or like he loved the world, but like he flooded it. Or he loved the world, but he's going to send it all on fire. Like God is too scary for you because the people that were placed in your life to be trusted or to trust were scary for you. But the truth is, the this is a false sense of image of a God or a higher power above you, or the God I know at least. These are all lies because if we go to like Psalms 111 verse 7, I believe, it tells us the works of his hands are faithful and just and all his precepts are trustworthy. They don't have, this person doesn't have a cohesive narrative or reliable way of relating to anyone including themselves. So your version of God is probably inaccurate or bizarre and this is just untrue biblically. And I don't think that anything I could say on this podcast could convince you of anything otherwise however i just do want to tell you but that there is truth and i think i'm going to drift from like my notes or anything that i practiced beforehand to say that i think that's what i adore about truth there's feelings there's emotions there's changing trends but there's just some things that are true gravity just you know like what goes up must come down gravity is just there whether you believe it in it or not even like thoughts like people who are you know like struggle with thoughts of racism or these things that are tentatively based on feelings and experiences some things are just true and some things just aren't true the truth is that people exist and all people exist and all people deserve love those are just things that are just true whether you want to believe it or not same with god he's just truly good you need 
to understand that God is a God with his skin on. He's a compassionate God. And this can help you probably develop a more secure attachment with God and with your beliefs, as opposed to thinking that God is like every relationship you've been in before. He really isn't. And that can also stand for the other types. And that's why we probably should listen to all the episodes instead of just picking and choosing the ones that we like. <laughs> okay, back to disorganized attachment. A person who wants to be attached to others and also avoids attachment at all costs. This person wants to be close, but also feels incapable of being close because it's scary to them. They may be flooded with intense feelings and not know how to manage them. So how do you support someone with this disorganized attachment? It really all comes down to the root of disorganized attachment, which is fear. You have to conquer this fear. You have to prove that you're a safe person. And this is the number one thing you can do for someone who's been diagnosed with this attachment style. Given that they develop an expectation that people can be sources of pain, you need to be patient and extremely consistent in order to help a person with a disorganized style. And this is from like uh, Jordan, Jordan can't remember his last name i'm so sorry i will add it somewhere instagram or somewhere and explain who he is anyway some other expert tips that um this person provided were you need to just demonstrate that you're there for them you love them you care for them and you need to make your affection for them known you can't just be like you know i showed you i loved you when i came to your door and made up flowers this may mean that you have to kind of conquer all the love languages almost consistently you need to be verbally loving you need to like maybe probably show gifts show up spend time show up for them in ways that matter and probably a plethora of different ways just because of the changing nature of the style communicate with your words and your actions and don't disappear suddenly or unnecessarily to abandon them. This will break down the trust almost immediately. If you need to be alone for a time and you need to like step away, make that verbally known. Even if your love language outwardly is like gift giving. If you know this person it might be like unstable with how they give and receive love, you need to verbally explain your love language probably quite often. You also need to remain calm throughout the emotional dysregulation they experience. You can't also decide that this is your moment to be chaotic. And I know that you may also have big feelings, but you, if you understand your partner or your child or your, I know your boss's attachment styles, you may need to remain calm and that may seem a bit unfair. I'm sorry, this may be the only apology you get, whoops. Recognize that there's an inconsistency in this how this person will approach your relationship and tolerate the ups and downs as much as you're personally able to. I would also suggest, again, you may also need to see someone if you truly love this type of person or you're like this person's just in your life, like a boss or like a coworker or something, just to be able to regulate yourself or just have some kind of outlet. Because again, this person may not fully understand what they're going through. At the end of the day, all we can do is love each other as much as we can and be patient because we're absolutely all going through it. And that's really my podcast journey, honestly. It's the point that we're all going through a lot and we're having a hard time. And can we see each other for it? Can we pay attention? I started this podcast because I was confused and I felt alone and I needed an outlet for my thoughts because I was going through it. And now this journey has been, how do I see other people go through it? How do I understand other people going through it? And for those of you who've been on this journey with me, thank God for you. <laughs> We're still learning so much about people. People are weird. People are bizarre. I should have probably called this po podcast an alien's view of earth because sometimes I do feel alien too. Oh my gosh, other people are going through these thoughts and feelings. But that's not a reason to run away 
that's a reason to run towards people and love them fully and wholeheartedly no matter how much they hate you hurt you or run away from you gosh darn it and that's why we're going through these attachment styles i actually don't know if i'm going to do an episode on secure attachment i think it might be curious to like know what a secure person looks like and how we can love a secure person but i honestly think the conversation should be ran forward with you if you're curious us well if you are curious about the attachment styles read into secure attachment come talk to me about secure attachment i'll tell you what i've come up with we'll talk about what you came up with and we'll try and take that journey together um if you're not curious about it i mean listen to the next episode i might be talking about something cool and fun and exciting i have a few other things in the wait list of what i should talk about and i'm excited to go on those journeys with you so if you don't see a secure attachment episode that's why but at the end of the day remember you are seen you are loved and like and subscribe and share please 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 the cherry on top moxie says please too she has been running around in the background so moxie's my dog for those who don't know that's all i've got today you are seen you are loved bye